0: Hello and welcome to episode 39, Property Mastermind podcast with Hilary Saxton. This week, developing to rent versus developing to sell promises to be a fabulously interesting episode with the amazing Bob Anderson. Jump on into episode 39 and hear what he's got to say. Hey, welcome to episode 39, Developing to Rent versus Developing to Sell. But before we get into it, and with the amazing Bob Anderson over here, (laughs) before we get into it... Don't forget me. Don't forget you. (laughs) Giving away a copy of Property Millionaires, or Secrets of Property Millionaires Exposed this week, uh, last week, or this week's winner of the book, who sent in a fabulous, um, what do you call it, testimonial, Mm. a fabulous testimonial, and asked a few questions on the way. It goes to Esther Fogarty, Esther there is this book coming to you, you're a property enthusiast and you are going to love it. So if you would like to win yourself a copy, remember to give us a favourable five stars on, obviously on Apple or or just comment on YouTube and the other thing you could do is send me an email and you will go in the draw to win this, which we give give away one every single week. My email is hillary at propertymastermind.com.au and let's get started. This episode yeah, developing to rent versus developing to sell. But before we start, it's yep. it's March.
1: All oh, right. Yeah.
0: This episode comes out in wow. March. We're re- we're recording a, week a short prime. month,
1: but it's flying, isn't
0: it? Isn't it, just?
1: The year. Oh well.
0: What about Tuesday, 2202-2022. <laughs> that was the date. That was weird. It was weird. It was amazing. Mm. It was amazing that we're in February. So so it just feels like we've blinked and we're here.
1: Yep. Here we
0: are. And we've got a lot coming up, actually. We have. the 2nd of April, we've got the Property Developers Community Get Together yep. in Brisbane. Mm. So if you're interested in that, open your emails or check out our website and um, look at the dates that that's Yeah, if, that, you're,
1: if you're into property development or you're thinking about it, something you might like to do, or you're already doing it, come along.
0: Yeah, it will be an awesome event. Yep. And then Sydney, 9th of April. So if you're interested in property developing yeah, or and Everything that goes with it, you want yep. to network, you want to, you know, hang out with a like minded community, you want learn to learn a be, bit, yes, learn a bit, be yep. motivated a bit, then this is that will be uh, definitely worth coming to. And there'll be more information coming out pretty soon,
1: yeah. Looking forward to that.
0: Maybe we'll put a link uh, in the episode in, ne- in next week's episode, probably about that as yeah. well, anyway. Bob,
1: yeah, you know, I, a lot of people may have noticed, uh, in in. Uh, you know, in the media, particularly around property, the last year or two, last couple of years, that uh, the big end of town, I'll call it the big end of town. What I mean by that is big developers, <laughs> institutions, as opposed to the, the little end, end of town, town, which is where... The mum and dads are. Well, that's where we are. We're, the, <laughs> we're, you know, the smaller developer, I guess, compared to the institutional ones, the big ones. Uh, but uh, it's been on a lot overseas, and that's uh, what they call build to rent Mm-hmm. So, and, and being big companies, big institutions, they build big, build big buildings. So, did you
0: say there's been a big push, Bob?
1: Well, it's yeah, it's sort of happening in Australia, but it's been been overseas for quite a while. What's
0: driving that? Well, our
1: our institutions typically
0: institutions. Uh, well, sorry, lots of questions. Uh,
1: investment funds, right? Big super funds, those sorts of uh, institutions. In- institutions. Yes tend to invest in, you know, like big projects, they're talking about commercial, you know, it could be office blocks, could be industrial buildings, industrial estates, even, you know, like large commercial investments has always been their thing. They've never been that interested in residential. Mm. Uh, They often see it as a lower yield and sort of messy to deal with. You know, they'd they'd love to have, you know, a a shopping centre or Westfield or something, you know, bigger uh, in the commercial world. Uh, they've steered away from RESI, but uh, overseas, it, it's a lot of the bigger institutions have uh, owned you know, substantial residential uh, rental investments for quite a while, and we're seeing it here. So there's a, actually, the Queensland government's running a trial soon on, on one, but I, I noticed Mervac, one of our big development companies mm-hmm. in Australia, uh, are into it as well, as well as some others, and what, what they, they're doing, to keep it simple, is they're building large buildings. And, but purpose built for renters, so let's say an apartment block in a location that really suits rent you know, rentals, mm-hmm. but, but with a lot of facilities in there as well, uh, different bedroom configurations, but you know uh, theatres, uh, pools, like really a, yeah, theatres. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, lo-
0: remember we stayed at that place when we got we were travelling down to. Up through New South Wales and there was all that flooding and we had to come back and it was pretty much the only accommodation we could get and it was yeah. very much a facility like that. It, yeah. had, it even Coast. had a daycare. Mm. It was in the Gold Coast. It had a daycare yeah. bu- um, level. Mm, exactly, ah, yeah. okay. So they so, did more of that. So
1: that's built built to rent and, and because they're big buildings, purpose designed for renters, uh, the institutions have taken a bit of interest in it. Mm. Uh, because but, it's a
0: money spinner. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, and even it's not affordable housing because you know, uh, they own the whole building yeah you know if there's 300 apartments then the owner owns 300 apartments but mm. but they're a lot they're varied in size the number of bedrooms you know the, the position and, and people can uh, get long leases uh, as opposed to, you know, the typical 12-month lease you get out in the marketplace.
0: So what's a long lease and that sort of oh, they, scenario? They could be
1: looking at, you know, three- to five-year leases if they want them. Mm. Uh, and also to be able to move around that building. You know, they might um, have a three-bed, you know, for a few years and someone leaves or whatever happens and they decide they only need a two-bed now and they they can stay within that building.
0: Wow. And uh, it just sounds to me like, you know, you watch movies and you see the English you know, yeah. the, what do you call those places where they live in England? They're sort of, is it mm. th- along those lines, but not quite like that? Yeah, a
1: bit like that. And in the States, it's quite common. You mm. uh, know, New York, because there's a bit of bad press about some of the landlords, you mm. know, in some of those older buildings in the States, but that's not what we're talking about. But anyway, no. look, yeah, a bit of a move on the big end of town, but let's talk about the little end of town. Mm. Uh, us sort of smaller developers, where we have the opportunity, if we're going to develop, we can either develop and sell or we can develop and keep it as an investment. Uh, that's our, that's our two options. And why would you develop and hold? Well, I love the idea. I wasn't I wasn't all over this when I started developing. No. Um, I was just sort of thinking when I started off oh making money, you know. I needed to make money. Mm. It's the it's the field I got into. So how do you make it? Well, you develop something and you sell it, then you do another development and you sell it, do another one and you sell it. I never started to think about keeping some of the development for, oh, I don't know, four or five years probably.
0: It's a lot of our mentoring students that we work with because they're new and it's more about um, creating that war chest. It is mm. in the beginning for most people that is it is more about d- do, develop and sell yeah, rather than develop and keep.
1: Yeah, and I think that's because a lot of people when they start, uh, they can be a bit short of capital yeah you know uh, the equity that they need to put into a development the mm. bank will put most of it in but you still need a chunk of equity mm. for people that are often short of that uh, do a couple of developments and sell them yeah sure you pay tax uh, but you can build up that that sort of war chest mm. that you were talking about uh, so typically most of the people we do business with do sell mm. their first few projects and then they might start to keep one they might mm. do a three-pack keep one could be their third project they keep one sell two you know Mm. And as time goes on, they, they can collect more.
0: Mm. So there's like there's some benefits of building your own rentals?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, never I paid. mean,
0: only say developing your own rentals. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Well, you and I hate paying retail price.
0: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. We
1: like quality, but we like it like it all. You know, so, so you know, the normal investor pays retail price. Mm-hmm. They'll go out into the marketplace. They'll, they'll buy it off a developer direct or they'll buy it through a real estate agent or whatever, but they're paying retail price. Mm. So obviously as a developer, we created at cost price. We get it a lot cheaper. So mm. that's a, I mean, that's a really good thing. Mm. I mean, you want to put a number around it. Let, let's take something simple. Let's say we're building a few townhouses. It could be a duplex or a three or four pack, really doesn't matter. And let's say that, that the townhouse is worth $600,000 when we finish it. But it's going to cost us, even if the market doesn't move, even if the market's just dead set flat, doesn't move, it'll cost us about 500000 to produce a $600,000 townhouse. That's a 20% margin. So so that, that $100,000, it can go in a couple of ways. We could sell the townhouse and uh, make $100,000 profit. Extract those funds. Extract <laughs> them. Pay, you pay income tax because you've sold it and you've made a profit. It becomes income. And that's Okay. Or if you don't sell it and keep it as an investment, well, you, you don't pay tax. You don't pay tax because you haven't realised your profit. You haven't sold it. Mm. And you won't pay any tax until, if ever, you sell it.
0: And the, another benefit of, of that is like the recycling of the profit, like extracting that money out yeah. as equity and using that to move forward again. Yeah, absolutely. So you because you're not selling per se, it does. It still doesn't mean you don't get that money too. you know, if you refinance it, you, you mm. don't get all of it obviously, yeah. but there is a, you know, that equity can be used again the yeah. recycling of the equity Yeah,
1: yeah, because typically, let's say that $600,000 townhouse we might get a $500,000 loan off a $600,000 valuation mm. that's, that takes us out, that's all it costs us we mm. get all our money back, we've just left our profit in there uh, you know so so that's I mean that's a good reason. That's that gives us a higher yield. You now when you're talking about yield where you compare the, the annual rental to the value of a property, you know, if we're paying less we've got a higher yield. What's that mean? Well, a higher yield means that uh the it's um well, if you often think of an investment where you're comparing the yield to the interest rate. The mm. interest rates are very low at the moment, which is great. Um, but the higher the yield, the better. And when we're getting a six hundred thousand dollar property for five hundred thousand, but f- full rental, uh, it gives us a higher yield. Which you know, there's lots of ways of looking at it. Uh, but um, yeah,
0: rentals at the moment, mm. right? They're climbing aren't They, I mean, yeah. there's not. Are there any places you used to put those numbers out on a regular basis, Bob? But yeah. are there many places in Australia where rent has dropped at all? Are you aware of? Or are there any? And well, right, like we're talking right now, almost March 2022, so it will be March. There'll be very few, if any, mm. and
1: mm. we've had a lot of growth in 2021, mm-hmm. and it has slid down, but we've still got growth in 2022. Yeah. And what tends to happen is, like when a market's fairly static, there's not a lot, a lot happening. The rental in a particular area has a has a set yield. You know, if it's uh, if it's a, a six hundred thousand dollar property. And it rents for thirty thousand dollars a year. That's a five percent yield, and that'd be fairly static. But what tends to happen when prices take off, which they have, Mm. rentals lag behind. Uh, Often, it's hard to say how long, but it's
0: like a slingshot, isn't it? Yeah, it's like they hold back, but there is an elastic band that eventually, yeah, and then boom, it does got to go. It's got to go. go.
1: And so the rents have been playing catch up. To the increase in in values. In do you values. think they have? What's your time? Well, we have. I mean, stats prove it. You know, but has it I think caught
0: up, or do you think there will still be more rental increases? Well, he loves it when I put him under yeah, the. Yeah, no.
1: Well, probably. Yeah, because I think um, I mean, rental is very much around a supply and demand
0: right.
1: formula. Right. and if you look at the, it's it's not as solid as it was a year ago, but it's still pretty strong. I mean, there's a in a, in a good area, there's a lot of perspective. Uh, tenants for for anyone home, and we know that ourselves. Oh, around
0: here, horrendous. Hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can have like fifty people trying to rent a, rent a house. Mm. So yeah, it is a strong market. The rental market is is still strong, uh, and uh, it's got a bit it's got a bit to go because house, it's got to catch up to the house prices.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: And house prices are still a little bit on the go as well. So, so what
0: about so, yeah. the design, Bob, when it comes to devi- designing, knowing that it's going to be a rental that you're going to keep versus mm. designing as a, as something you would live in or, sorry, sorry, keep as in keep and rent or design to live in or design to sell? The difference, it's all fairly obvious, but let's yeah. talk it through. well,
1: when you're developing to rent, Mm. or even renovating to rent, it's not a lot different. Mm. I mean, you've done lots of renos, uh, and a number of those you've kept as an investment. So I, I imagine you went through the, the same sort of thing that we I, do. when Hello, I was on
0: the phone to New Zealand with my daughter. at 6.30 this week because she's renovating at the moment and just... What, helping her through the the kitchen design, and with that in mind, saying to her constantly, "Remember, this is a rental. Do not put the best stuff <laughs> no. in there. You're just going to be devastated when you walk in and find out that things are broken, and they don't necessarily get looked after the way we look after our own things."
1: No, you've been doing like an online renovation this I week. Am. I mean, you put a lot of time in. Good on you yes. for, for your kids. You do that, mm. but. Um, yeah. Hello. L- Didn't
0: you have to, you had a development conversation this week with one of yours? Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of my kids. Yeah, I did this week, yeah. and, and then then i I think, about yeah next week I'm doing some work on my other son's house as well. So and we only got finished painting one of the, my daughter's place. So yeah, yeah we yeah, all. Yeah, now we're all in there. Yeah. We're in there, boots and all. But um, so yeah, look, tenants typically it's not a slang at tenants i guess but they don't tend not to treat a property as kindly and i'm generalizing as perhaps an owner occupier would treat their own property Mm. that's probably a fair comment yeah it doesn't mean they go out of the way to you know to knock it about but but that tends to happen Mm. and uh like like flooring you know that that's an obvious one Mm. uh in queensland a lot of our rental properties have tiled floors mm. to all the living areas and, and just maybe uh, carpet in the bedrooms mm. but if you were to put timber down which is very popular with owner occupiers uh, you know renters don't necessarily put pads under the furniture mm. uh, they might come home late one night and forget to take the stiletto shoes off mm. you know all these things sort decide to,
0: to, to construct furniture in their lounge and drag scratch it around and floor. scratch the floor
1: oh no one would ever do that but, <laughs> oh, we know but, somebody who did that Yeah, but um yeah, so that that's an obvious one. I mm. mean, even in the in the design, I mean, that's that's a fit out. But but in the design, uh, rental properties tend to be just that little bit smaller, probably than owner occupier. Mm. Uh, location can be a little bit different. I mean, you have what we sometimes call dormitory suburbs, which are, have a high percentage of renters compared to owner occupiers, and and they're popular. Four renters often it you know, they're close to railway stations or, um, you know, Westfield shops or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the owner occupies, not necessarily they might be interested in other things. They might be looking for leafier suburbs, uh, you know, maybe a school zone's important if they've got kids. Uh, so location, uh, yeah, that's got a little bit to do with it as well. Uh, and, um, yeah, and, and particularly, well, size, design, a little bit smaller, but hard-wearing surfaces and hard-wearing, you know, appliances.
0: So if you were to do a development and, and maybe somebody listening tonight or today would think, I'm doing a development, should I do a develop to rent or should I do a develop to sell? What would be the ultimate determining factor on that one, Bob?
1: I think we almost answered it earlier. Yeah, money. Um, yeah, it's, it's around money. So if you need to pull together, you know, a treasure chest, a nest or whatever you want to call it, mm. uh, of capital, mm. uh, which is basically equity to put into projects, and you're a little bit short, then for a while you're just going to have to sell mm. uh, and, uh, and pay your tax, but then you get a lump of money, mm. you know. So,
0: and, and if you are keeping, there are, of course, uh, benefits, cash monetary oh, yeah. benefits for keeping, for, for, re- for developing to rent.
1: Well, yeah, of course. I mean, one of the obvious ones is uh, a normal retail investor goes and buys an investment. They pay stamp duty, mm. and and that's ugly. I mean, with the price of property moving up the way it has been, that, that stamp duty is a significant number. Mm. You know, it's it's not hard to pay twenty, thirty thousand dollars stamp duty mm. on a on a property. Uh, so when you develop and you hold it, uh, you don't pay stamp duty because. Stamp duty is a duty on the transfer, the transfer of title Mm. from one owner to another.
0: Which brings us to a very important point when you set up your structure, oh, yeah. be very careful if you are going to keep a property. whether if you are going to keep it as a rental, how you set it up. Because if you have to transfer it into another name, then you will incur stamp duty. You dirty. will.
1: You will. And, so, the, and even potentially uh, capital gain. Oh, uh, right. It's a bit of a nightmare and you need to get some good advice. But just don't do it. No. So whatever ent- entity you develop in will end up, it owns the land, it will therefore <laughs> own the properties. And as long as that's the right identity for income, because that's what it'll be, mm. it's an investment. Mm. As long as you know that up front, exactly what you just said, Hilary, get the right advice first mm. on your structure and know what you want to do, mm. know what your intention is. Uh, so, yeah, you, you get out of stamp duty because you don't have to pay it. It's not a transfer.
0: So you said stamp duty. What's the other one again? It was... Um, oh, oh, commissions. commissions. Oh, commissions. Oh, of course. Even real estate commissions.
1: Well, I mean, they're, they're not insignificant these days with the price of property. No. Uh, you know... it. Um, I mean, the stamp, the stamp duty on a on a million dollar property varies a lot from state to state. Mm. Some states are really Which hard. is the worst state? Oh, I can't for remember. For stamp I don't duty, know whether it was the ACT. I just can't remember. Oh, Victoria's up there too. Um, I mean they're all bad mm. nobody likes paying stamp duty but you can easily pay I like don't have like it in New 30 Zealand 30 th- there's no stamp duty no stamp duty in New Zealand <laughs> oh you don't need a licence to drive a speedboat you don't need lots of things it's very in New casual Zealand. it's a lot more casual over yeah, there you can walk, everything yeah you walk up and down the street with a gun over your shoulder
0: there are no guns over there
1: <laughs> so um, yeah so so yeah, stamp duty save that commission you know that could be um, you know fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on an average property
0: and you said also capital gains tax
1: well yeah that 's important, so when you sell it 's a profit making enterprise, and therefore you pay income tax and so that mm. you know, 's okay. you have to make a profit before you pay tax mm. better than making no profit,
0: not paying tax. yeah,
1: exactly, but if you're structured properly then and you hold, then should you ever need to sell in the future, and as long as it 's still there, we should you can get the fifty percent capital what we call fifty percent capital gains tax relief which is which is there at the moment for. You know, investors have held a property for more than 12 months and sell it. The 12-month thing actually doesn't matter with development because it goes from the 12 months starts from the time you buy the site. Oh, really? Yeah, so by the time you do a project, you already got yeah, 12 good, months. So that's good luck a, with having that, that's but irrelevant.
0: anything done by 12 months. Yeah. yeah,
1: but your intention is very important. I don't want to get too much into the tax area. No. But you did allude to it before. Uh, you it's you get tax get, at get structured. Right. Well, yeah, get structured properly up front. Uh, and if your intention is to hold... Uh, then get structured for it, but also have a good paper trail should you ever get audited. Mm. Uh, and what I mean by that, if, you, if you're structured properly, if your intention is to hold one or more of your properties, and you do, and at some time in the future you sell them and you claim the ta- 50% capital gains tax relief, uh, then ideally you would want it documented back in the early days that it was your intention to actually hold them mm. and not sell them. Because if your intention was to sell and you changed your mind and ended up keeping them and then sold them later Don't and tried that to happen. get the 50% capital gains tax relief uh, and you got audited, which is quite possible, then you got um, you got a few issues to deal with. I know. bet
0: right now there's a few sceptics thinking, well, how would they know that? So how 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 would that be found out, Bob? <laughs>
1: oh, it's incredible what the tax office knows. They've know. they got the master computer there now. It's linked to all the states. The, the ATO had a purge, oh, it could have been six years ago now, on developers who had developed property and kept some of it and then some years later sold it and then claimed the 50% capital gains tax relief. That's what I just talked about a moment ago. Mm-hmm. They can pick those people out, who they are, and uh, they can run an audit on those. It's almost uh, like when
0: you have a spreadsheet and you do a data sort and yeah. all, it all just falls out the box. Yeah, yeah. And, like, hang on a minute.
1: Yeah. I mean, they don't. That was like a, if you like a purge, yes. they particularly targeted. and they do that. Uh, the ATO has purges on different different, um, you know, industries, and they they often have averages. Now, if you've got a partic- if you're in a particular industry the average earnings is this and somebody comes in and it's a quarter of what the average is they probably want to know how you how you're surviving on a quarter of the average income for that type of mm. business or whatever it is you know they're they're all over it
0: I wish they'd do a purge on people that don't pay superannuation
1: that would be a good purge. that would be a good purge yeah and and perhaps even uh, draw and quarter of them
0: yes exactly
1: <laughs> so yes. a
0: little bit of an awkward pause here Every, everyone's on reflection know someone
1: who's a, in a bit of strife, trying to get the super out of uh, out of a former employee—that's all yeah. a former employer, I should say—but yeah, like a big saving on, on stamp duty and commissions uh, mm. when you do keep, and uh, a saving on on tax if you like later on if you sell, mm. if you do it right. So they're good reasons. The only drawback I should mention, uh, from a, you know from a financial point of view, is mm. uh, when you're developing to hold to keep, uh, you can't claim the the yes. uh, GST, uh, Input Tax Credits. Mm. Uh, so when we're developing and selling, which is often what we do, we register for GST and we get the GST back on our costs and we pay GST on the sales. That's, that's sort of normal.
0: But you're developing to keep as a rental. You don't get the GST back on, on, your, costs on your costs. Because
1: it's held on at what they call a counter capital, not right. on account of income. So you don't you can't claim the GST back on the ones that you keep from the costs. You just have to wear it.
0: So if you're but, doing... Say you're doing, like, four townhouses, for example, hmm. and you're selling three and keeping one, yeah. you can claim on the others but not their Yeah, yeah one. you
1: can claim the... Yeah, right. tax can put credits back on the three you sell but not on the one you keep. Mm-hmm. But that said, uh, and this is not tax advice, uh, should you sell in the future mm-hmm. at any time, uh, you shouldn't have to pay GST on the sale because you weren't required to pay GST in the first place on that particular ah. one. So it's a bit like... It, you pay a bit now, but you don't pay it in the long run. Yeah. And the other things you don't pay. So you're still a lot better off overall. I mean, if you were to do, do the numbers, uh, you're so much better off. Mm. And, of course, by, by holding them for long term, you get the capital growth. Mm. And that's what we love. So that's long that's building wealth long term, uh, developing and selling straight away, getting cash, paying tax. Uh, that gives us cash, which we need. Mm. And so we've got to you know, mix and match.
0: And so developing to rent... Like we've talked about the financial benefits versus not. We've talked about the different way, uh, like the probably where you would do it, like the mm. suburbs or the, the areas you would do yeah. it. We've talked about the, the design, the, design fit the fit out, um, versus, versus developing to sell. Can I just throw a curveball in here then? Oh, so I know. Here we go. Wait I'm, for the curveball, everybody. I'm thinking, what would people... I'm you on tenderhooks. Oh, no, I, well, not even... I, these are just things that go through my head. What if you were developing to sell to somebody you know is buying as an investment? Would you develop it as the rental that you would be building for yourself, that you would develop for yourself? Similar, or would there be a difference? So say you're developing to keep as a rental mm. versus developing to sell to someone who you know is an investor oh. and rented out. Is there a difference in that product?
1: They're both developed to sell yeah. to renters aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. no, not really. Or
0: you're going to keep one to rent yourself? Yeah, yeah. No. But because it's yours, you'd put something a little bit nicer in oh, or you wouldn't? no, how, how well, whatever's go?
1: best for the rental market. I mean, yep. my whole design and, and fixtures and fittings from day one would be targeted at, at renters. There is something I should make clear though, mm-hmm. is that you know, developing for investors or developing to sell, uh, to owner occupiers. Even you know they're not mutually exclusive. In other words, most of my developments have been targeted at investors. Uh, probably you know 75% of what I've developed in my life, but still owner occupiers buy them. So yeah, sure we might. Designed slightly different, maybe a little bit smaller. Some of the fixtures, fittings are a little bit different, but generally they appeal to the market in mm. that location anyway. Mm. So,
0: yeah. I mean, that's all part of due diligence, isn't it? Finding out what's selling in what particular market. Mm. You, you don't create something that's not required.
1: So, no. Yeah, and and you just sparked something in my mind. Right back at the beginning, when you when you're looking at uh, you know designing and what you want. If you're targeting to, to sell to renters, it's a good idea to talk to some of the rental agents in the area. Now, as developers, we often talk to sales agents, you know, who sell the properties mm. and ask them about all sorts of questions about the buyers and what they want. Mm. But we should ask the rental agents about the tenants and what they want in that area.
0: Mm.
1: And that should then form part of our, mm. you know, our design philosophy, perhaps.
0: Well, even like I'm actually developing to rent right now, but as NDIS, so my mm. design is completely next level. It's designed uh, for wheelchairs, heavy, compliance. Heavy, heavy, because I'm, we're doing level four, um, like it's just. So it's completely designed for mm. what that tenant requires.
1: Yeah, very much so in that case. I mean, that's taking the extreme. Yeah. Uh, be, be it is extreme. Yeah. But like
0: it fits the scenario. But that's, that's
1: basically regulated even mm. the sort of compliance in, in that particular development. Mm. So that that's the great thing about property development. You know, we can develop and sell. We get a great chunk of cash or we pay some tax on it. But we need we need money. We need money to do all sorts of things. And the ones we keep, well, that builds our long-term wealth. Mm. And uh, that's ones we keep. But then the ones we sell to investors, well, once again, that, that's you know we're selling to investors or we're selling to owner occupiers. So either way, you know. But the ones we keep, uh, that's long term wealth.
0: Hmm. Hey, Bob. Thank you. I think I think we've I think we've nailed it. I think developing to rent versus developing to sell. Great episode. Few insights here. Bit of information about benefits and. Um, Probably some information around structure and money. and
1: bit of everything in there. Property development's multifaceted. It is. You know, finance and structure are important and our target market too.
0: So we hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and we're on YouTube if you need to see our mugs, uh, our lovely faces, I should say. Remember, the if you'd like to win a copy of The Property Millionaires Exposed, this book here, to email or put a favourable comment down but if you have a topic you're particularly interested in feel free to let me know and we'll consider that as a topic for the week uh, and i think that's it oh note before i go remember april 2nd and 9th the first of our property development community get-togethers uh, april 2nd is brisbane april 9th is sydney look out for more information on that you will not want to miss it it will be amazing okay
1: great All sounds right. like a wrap
0: we will catch you next week Bye bye